I'm like, who's this? And I like walk up to him. I'm like, hey man, I'm Trevor. What's going on? He's like, hey, I was just in the area. Like, um, I know the tent guys that are back behind you. I was just seeing if you guys had any job offerings. You know, like I love detailing. I actually detail. I do a little bit of paint correction and stuff like that. I'd love to just, uh, you know, uh, come out and help. Or, you know, if you have anything available, I'd love to start with you. And I was just like, what? Like, <laughs> this is, this kid's got balls. Like, I like this. You are listening to the Detail Spot podcast, and this is part two with Trevor at the Detail Lab, Texas. If you have not watched or listened to the first part of this episode or this series, then check that out. It was a freaking great episode. Trevor goes in depth talking about some really good stuff about the the business side of detailing. So check out part one, and this is part two, and we're going to go even further. So stay tuned. You know, it's just like, um, so like, and I, I would say this isn't an advice thing for everyone. Um, the bad things that happen in your business are not failures. It's a learning opportunity for you to make something to put in place where that doesn't happen again. You're all it is any objection or any bad things that happen, something drops on a car or whatever. Now there's a policy and a procedure in place to protect that from ever happening again, which is just covering your own ass. And like, um, you know, what, what I saw in, in this car industry as a whole is, is what I felt like when I was going through the experience of building my CTSV is like, you go drop your car off over at this place. You have no idea when the thing is going to be worked on. You're not getting updated. You know, you're spending all this money. It's kind of a, this up in the air thing until the very end. And one of the first shops that I ever really like learned like proper customer service was this local uh, mechanic shop slash, um, you know, paint and body and kind of everything now was it was called JP Euro. And like, I went there for just like some simple stuff. And like, literally, they're taking pictures of when it's in their in their bay, when they're working on it, when they're installing the part, how's the part sound or look or whatever the case is. Hey, we're out on test drive. Hey, we're in detail. Hey, we're in quality control. Hey, it's ready for you to pick up. I was floored, dude. I was just like, oh my God, why doesn't everybody do this? Yeah. And then that was something that I added into my detailing. And then like, dude, pe- you know it. People love the foam picture. Yep. You shoot the car down with foam and it looks all sexy. <laughs> and like You send them the picture. They're like, oh shit. And then what happens? <laughs> Two things happen. You rinse it off. <laughs> well, no, well, like, I mean, like, like network wise, right? Yeah. Like, they, they put it out on their Facebook. They oh, send yes, it to yeah, their yeah. best friend or like they put it on their Instagram. And it's like, that's the eyeballs right there. That's mm-hmm. what drives the business. Not fucking tossing up these specials, bro. Yeah, for sure. And like that communication you do with the client as well, like whether it be, say it's a heavy paint correction, like you show them before and afters. You, or when um, you're during it, like it, it's yep. the discovery of it. Like, hey man, like I got on the back bumper of this area and it looks like it's been repainted. Look, yep. boom. You're it's saving credibility your ass, And transparency yep. with them, which they love. Mm-hmm. They, will t- they will tell more people about those things like that than probably the actual job. 100%. Like it's like- I, Go ahead. It's like if you are touching base with them, you touch base, like say you're doing a coding, a correction, it takes like a day or two and you are, um, you're, you're telling them everything as you go. It's going to make you more money too. Like you, you find something else you can add. It's like, Hey, I did notice this, you know, like when the car comes in, it's dirty. Once we get it under the lights, we see this. Um, would you like to add it? You know, they they could add it, they could not, but it could make you more money and they appreciate it. And you not they now know if they don't add it that it's not going to come out. So it's like saving you and making you more money at the same time. So they know what to expect from that area that you told them about, but then also you have the potential to correct that area if you can and make more money on it. So it's like a win-win-win, you know. I call it the the first interaction with the client when you get face to face with them. I call it the client discovery, where it's like, (laughs) we go through, hey, let's look this car over together. Mm -hmm. I want to know what your eyes see that what my trained eyes see. 
because once you kind of go through that process with them, number one, both of your guards are down because I'm like, if you're a real businessman, you're, you're being honest, you know, like I'm showing you what I see. Tell me what you see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, do you see it the way I see now? Like, that's why this level one that you're wanting to do isn't going to work when we really need the two. Yeah. You know, if it looks like this, you know, what happens when I clay it and it looks worse than this, but I've already told you it's going to be this. Mm -hmm. Now I've shot myself in the foot. I was like, let's go over this together. Once I clay it, you're going to get pictures and everything like that. Once the iron fall out, we get it all cleaned and prepped and everything. Mm -hmm. And then it's in the detail bay. Boom. This is raw paint. This is what we have to work with. This is what I suggest. You know, like they love, I mean, it's just like, if you were doing a deal with somebody, you would want to know if they're, if they're about to do some shady shit. It's like the more transparent mm -hmm. you can be with them, the more trust that you build with the client, they're going to share that experience. And return. Like they, oh, they're yeah. always, they're going to be a client for life at that point. Because like the more you can you, talk like, to them. Boom. It's, it's just like, oh, hey, as soon as the car comes in, just go send it over to Trevor. You know, it's just yep. like, that's what starts to happen. And then you start getting into like crazy land, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. you got dealerships dropping cars over at your place. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's, I think establishing the trust, establishing the price, sticking mm -hmm. to your guns. And then um, like we were kind of getting on topic of like, learning these policies and like procedures and stuff to protect yourself um, because a lot of the time like what we were talking about with the money it's wake up and go 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 you know it's like no one's looking at this at the end of the day how much does an actual detail cost me you know like for real like if you guys have you guys bro broke that down before like how much material does it cost me how much does it cost me on the towels the soap the rags the sh you know and then you look at it and you're like, okay, my $150 detail really cost me about maybe $20 in product. Okay. Well then there's time too. So are, are you paying a guy to work on the car with you? You know, or like whatever that looks like. It's like, I don't think everybody's sitting down like a businessman and really looking at like, mm -hmm. Hey, this is what I'm going to make. They're like, Hey, I have a goal to make a hundred thousand dollars this year, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then you start like, oh my God, it's, you know, it's only going to take whatever amount of like coatings it would be to reach that. But like, mm -hmm. you know, I've only got to do this, but then like, you don't put in the cost, you don't put in labor. Yeah. And it's just like, then at the end of the year, you've done all this work and you didn't make any money. Yeah. That you, what you're talking about, like you, 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 everybody has the goal about what they want to make. Like, that's probably why everybody starts their business. Cause they're like, oh man, I'm about to get rich, you know? But they don't, they don't do that math of like, and they don't price their, this is why like detailing, you have the option to be extremely low, or you have the option to be extremely high, because you're basing it on your goals. And it should be based on your goals. Anyway, it should be like, okay, I want to do 200,000 this year. What does my price need to be based on like, after everything's taken out? What does my price need to be? How much per hour do I need to be charging? Not what the guy next door is charging. What do I need to be charging? Yeah, you can go by, you know, you should look at like, everybody says, don't go by your competitors and like, look at your competitors. But like, you got to see somewhat of like what your market is, like what your market area is. Like if your top guy is charging, um, you know, two grand, that kind of gives you the ability to go to around that area. But if your top guy, the best brand in your area is charging a thousand bucks, like there's no way, I guess, unless you just really dominate your brand and make it so unique, but there's no way you're going to charge five grand. It's just, right. they're going to look at somebody, they're going to look at you and be like, well, dude, like, you know, this guy's really good too. And he's charging mm -hmm. four grand less. Like, so you do have to look at your area somewhat, but I think the number one factor should be like, what do you want to make? Like, how much money do you personally want to make? Like, what do you need to pay your bills? Like, what are you, what are you happy with? How much time do you want to take off? Then start forming up that math. How much, you know, how much do I need to charge? What's coming out of that? And then that's your price. But a lot of guys just start and they're like, yeah, I make a hundred grand. Okay, cool. I'll just charge this. And then that's it. Like there's no pen and paper. There's no calculator that came out. It's just like, you dude, if you don't know how much you're making, if you're not like diving deep into like what product, like what product you're using, how much that costs. Product use. Mm -hmm. Like overhead, like, do you have business insurance? Like you said, like, what's your, is your phone, are you including your phone in that? Like if you're answering your phone and, or a client is calling that phone, that phone has a phone bill. Like, 
add those things into your overhead and come up with your price on that as well. But you have to do your math because like you detailing, that's what I was talking about yesterday when we talked a little bit, like detailing has so many levels of people. Like you have guys that are for sure going to make it. You can just tell when you talk to them. And then you have guys that it's like, you, you're just, it's, it's not, you're, it's not connecting in your head. Like, you know, you, you may not have it and that's cool too. Like there's a, you have employees and you have employers, like you need yep. both. Like in this world can't, it can't 100%. survive on. That's the perfect only. way to put it. hundred Yeah. It's, it's like you employees, like I, my business wouldn't function without them. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I praise them and you, and as an employer, you have to know like your role as well. You can't say, Hey, I'm higher and mightier because I have that mindset. Well, you don't have an employee mindset, you know? So like you have it, you have one or the other and just, you got to know, like, if you're, if you're in business and you're just starting, like really ask yourself, like, yeah, that freedom may be nice, but you may be a killer attribute to someone else's company because you don't have those things that it takes to really be in business. So like, you know, if those, those, uh, those dots aren't connected in your head of like right off the rip, if you are thinking that way with money and you don't know that you need to do the math, that would, that's a, at least a one telltale to me that it's like, maybe you just don't have to be short-lived. It is exactly. You're going to really find out you're going to start, you're either going to go and stop making money. There's going to be a point to where that money runs out. Or you're just going to go for for a while and just going to hate life because you're going to work, work, work and not see that build up in your bank account. And that's kind of that build up is what you need to operate. But it's also what you need to to actually enjoy it. Like you need to enjoy what you're doing. And to that point, like that's kind of what I see. Like I'm like such an observationist. Like when I'm looking at guys that have been in the industry for a long time and I did the same thing with personal training and I would ask these same questions to some of these guys, I'm like. So you've been detailing for 15 years and you've got three employees for you. What happens? So like when you're 60, then what happens? Mm -hmm. What did you develop during that time that you were making really good money or whatever? You know, what other skills did you develop in that time? Or did you only dedicate everything to detailing? Because there's going to be a point where like, if you're not personally working on the car or whatever, or if your guys aren't, where's the money? Mm-hmm. You know, where's the income? So I think that I think the one of the greatest attributes of detailing is, is you get to create this network of people. Mm-hmm. And depending on what clientele you go after, or the ones that you do business with, dude, there is so many opportunities for different things that you can get involved in. Like, for instance, like, I mean, I got hooked up with like a super exclusive, like very private uh, medical investment group through uh one of my buddies that's in detailing mm-hmm. like that could, that would have probably never happened if like you know like you don't have these conversations with these people like hey man like you've got five cars you know like what what made you successful or you know mm-hmm. what's some pointers that you can give to me so it's like i think it's very important that like that as a a new business owner you know you use your platform as networking you need like what i came in i wanted to be the connect the dots person where everybody mm-hmm. had to flow through me, where it's like, you got to call me to know what powder coder to go to, or the best tenor or the best, cause I had vetted them all, you know, like, um, so there's so many different ways that you can get into this game. Like, mm-hmm. even if you want to be the low ball guy, that's cool. You're doing $40 washes and you're doing a hundred of them, you know, a week or whatever. That's great. You're doing volume, but like, what's the plan when you, when you get to 30, you know, when you get to 30 years old or what's the plan when you get to 40, are you still mm-hmm. doing $40 car washes? It's like, what's the goal of the business? Yeah. I want you to have this, this number goal of what I want you to make for the end of the year. But what's the, what's the vision? What's the goal of the business mm-hmm. when, when we're in year 10, 15, 20, you know, are you even still doing it? Or are you franchising? Are you, are you starting to, you know, are you only doing, um, you know, learning processes where you have, you know, you're selling, selling slots on the weekend to get guys in there to teach them how to detail, you know, Mm -hmm. like what is the business model look like in these different time periods? I think that's not a lot, a whole lot of people, they they fixate on that money goal. They go Mm -hmm. after it. And like, there's, 
they're at the end of the year they're getting their taxes back and they're like oh you made 40 grand (laughs) (laughs) it's like dude i'm pulling 100 hour weeks you know like it's like what you know Dude, and that's the thing. It's like, that's the next step as well. Like, you know, you, you look at yearly goals, like we were talking about that hundred thousand, but like, yo, a hundred thousand as a, as a small business owner, like, yo, dude, you, you didn't factor in the taxes yet. Like you get hit, you know, that, that doesn't come out like an employee. So that also as being talking about that, like as an employee, you don't have to worry about all that. Like that's already handled for you. You just get your check and like move on. You go home, you play video games. You're not thinking about like, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I like to play video games too, but, um, you know, it's you, but you're, you're not worried. Like you don't, you don't have that like shit, man. Like, and you know, you're, you're not worried about your goals. You're not worried about the, um, maybe you have goals, but different, different, that's not work related. Um, and that's cool too. Like, yo, that is a, that's a, um, sometimes I wish that like my mind thought like that, because it's, it's, it's stressful sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking that far ahead and like getting that overwhelmed by it because you don't have retirement. Like you don't have a 401k. You, you do that all on your own. Like, yo, you better. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that's like the, that's the big point I'm trying to make is like, what is your backup plan, bro? Like when it be, when it, when wherever your area is that you are, like what happens in November and December when the snow and the rain starts coming, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do when, when you're, you know, you're, you used to average seven to 10 grand a month. Now you're at four. Yep. What are you going to do? It's like, and then you develop like, for instance, like when, when I had shit like that happen to me, when I was at very first starting, I started doing home ceramic coatings. It's just like, think outside the box, you know, it's just like, or, real? you know, start getting these relationships <laughs> with other businesses. I think that's a super easy route that as a, as a, as a starter, Mm-hmm. okay what area do i want to operate in you know square mileage or whatever okay well there's three or four high-end mechanic shops over there why don't i go over there and just drop my name in hey i would love to detail one of your guys you know daily drivers or whatever like that if you guys love it i'd love to set up a relationship with with you where i take care of you like you know if you're doing a motor swap on something and it's a, a high ticket item that so you can mm-hmm. factor in 150 or 250 bucks you yeah. know, to make the client happy, dude, I started that way. And it's like, that's, I think those are, I think people are scared to go ask for help or to, to go out. Um, because we're in this, this cell phone age of like, you know, clout chasing, I've got to have mm-hmm. cool cars online and stuff like that. It's like, dude, it's really easy to start. If you just go ask people. Yeah. hundred percent. Like networking, it, bro. Yeah, bro. It's like, that was what, um, I think I was in like an under, you know, underdog's been doing, Drew's been doing the, uh, like the clubhouse thing. I was in there talking to them a little mm-hmm. bit and we were talking about ads, like paid marketing and, um, which I'm like, by no means like a guru when it, there's guys that, you know, are going to quote me on some things right now, but like ever changing. Like, yeah, like Facebook has this algorithm and you, their ad, their paid uh, system has their algorithm as well. But like, you know, these guys are are banking their entire business on whether or not this, and you're you're partially gambling when you are running an ad, you're partially gambling, you're putting money into a system and hoping for something in return. Um, within detailing, though, like you have a better chance because it's a higher ticket item. Generally, your margins are so big that like you could you could put. 500 bucks in and and a lot of times you get one client boom you at least broke even or something you know so you have a better chance it's better gambling with detailing and paid advertisement but like bro i i would 100 recommend to anybody who's first starting or trying to get their first leads not to put money in on on you know paid advertisement hit the ground get to know other small businesses and here's the thing though is like with other small businesses you go in you introduce yourself you say hey here's what i'm doing here's what i offer here's what my goals are for my business you know say i'm a new business and it's like hey here's what i'm here's where i'm going to be i'm ambitious and i'm going to get there um what's your name get to know them a little bit don't sell them anything yet just get to know these other small businesses around your community and if you get to know them 
they're going to potentially use you. And those small other small businesses are the best clients because they know the importance of spreading your word, spreading your business to other people. You reach into their network, who they know, their clients. So you get to know these other small businesses. Before you know, it's like a domino effect. And you are now um, spreading across your community of where your business is. And that's going to get, get for you free. more success for free, for free. For and free. you don't have to pay you know, pay to get on Facebook, pay for these ads, you know, these people, you know, your, na- your name flowing um, is way better than, some- than something where you put your money in. And as soon as you stop putting your money, your the flow stops. Yeah. So word of mouth, man, is always going to be king. But the way to do it is not really with your phone, um, which, yo, that's a great way to like reaching out, you know, virtual or digitally with your phone, Instagram, social media, all that. That's great. But like, Hit the ground, That's a man. Snapshot. Yep, it's so quick, and when you can make an make an impression, way better getting out there in front of somebody. And um, you I mean, know, how how rarely do you do you see people go do that though? That's what you I'm saying. Man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why a, it's it's that's why it's so much more important now because you should always be in an area to where no one else is. Like everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on Instagram, but like now everybody has has avoided um, these old school marketing ways, and that's where nobody is. So spend your time there. It's like you should always want to be where no one else is, and that's where they're they're not now. So it's like you got that a, one up. I have a really cool story that just happened this week, and like. I was out, uh, I had a client come over and we were talking about clear bra and his his C7Z06. And -hmm. while he was there, I had my Corvette there. I took him on a quick little test drive and I come back. There's this big, tall, like super athletic kid sitting in front of my door. I'm like, who's this? And I like walk up to him. I'm like, hey man, I'm Trevor. What's going on? He's like, hey, I was just in the area. Like, um, I know the tent guys that are back behind you. I was just seeing if you guys had any job offerings, you know, like, I love detailing. I actually detail. I do a little bit of paint correction and stuff like that. I'd love to just, uh, you know, uh, come out and help or, you know, if you have anything available, I'd love to start with you. And I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> this is, this kid's got balls. Like, I mm. like this. Like, and, and other people, like other businesses, but like, cause I've been over at my mechanic shops when they've had guys come in and, you know, like straight off the street, ask for jobs mm-hmm. or like that conversation that happens after that, that's pretty powerful. No one does that stuff anymore. You know, there's no person to person interaction anymore. It's all done through Facebook, text message, mm-hmm. email, you know, zoom, or, you know, it's just like when you get to make the interaction with them, man, dude, then they know you're a grind. Like as soon as they walk, even if they say no, when they when you walk out the door, they're like, "Damn, that motherfucker's a hustler." Yeah, like he just showed up like out of the blue asking for a job. Like that's <laughs> that is the grind right there. I like that. That's grit. That's what I'm look for. Yeah, like, for I sure. Like I like that. Yeah, it is, man. That's like, and not to say like, like don't spend your time on these other like these other platforms as well. Like you right. have to be there, but like it's a tool. It is a tool. It's, it's like a net, it, it's a networking tool of its own. It's like me and you talking in person, but now digitally, like it, it, it took away that it, it didn't take away. That's the thing is like, people think that like, oh, now I can just reach out on, on DMS, but like, yo, how many DMS do you get? How many people are selling you websites on, on um, DMS? How many people are saying like, yo, I'll get you X amount of followers. Like what if, what if that same person was to just go into a business and say, Hey, I'll build you a website or, you know, or what, or detailing, like, you know, if you were to reach out in DMs, like people just blow that off. Like unless your sales pitch in DMs is just freaking uh, phenomenal. Fire. Yeah, it's like, bro, people blow that off. Like, and if you are doing utilizing um, social media, don't just go sh- follow somebody and go straight into the DMs and and message them that way because, like, you can do that. You can show up in person and do salesy. That. It's way too salesy. Build that relationship, engage with them for a month. Like there's this thing, and um, this is like a really cool strategy. If anybody watches this or listens to this, like it does take work. Nothing comes easy unless you're paying for advertisement. But within social media, like I ha- make a list. Like if you got more time and you if you don't have eight hours of detailing, like you, your schedule is not full. Like use that to do something like this. I'm about to tell you. It's it's create a list of people that you. Um, you just followed people within your area on um, social media. Say, say you looked at their account and they have a, you know, a, 
a cool car, like whatever. a Corvette or something like, and they're say you're in Dallas, like we'll use Dallas as, as an example. You're in Dallas. They got a Corvette. They love their car already because they post pictures of it. Follow them, engage with them for a month without selling, write their name down and do this with so as many people as you can fit in that month of just, or in your day of just writing names down, engaging and like authentic engagement, you know, like actually try you to read Gary B's book. Didn't you? I have not read his book. I don't oh, read dude, books. It's a dude, I am a Gary. Exactly like for real? that. Dog. I yes, swear bro. to word it's, for word. What you I'm a said. huge Gary V fan though. Like I, he's you a little much. His word. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, write down, write down these accounts, these names. And in one month from the day that like, put the date that you, you started your engagement with them. And one month from now, pitch them something like then yeah. go in their DMS and say, Hey, I offer this like there, you already got that trust built because like when you, here's the cool thing too, is like stories, you go straight to their DMS when you reply to a story. So like when you are like, man, I love the color of that Corvette. That's a like, sick car, bro. That's sick, man. Like how do you, um, how do you keep it so clean or like, or whatever the case is, whatever sounds authentic. Drop the seed in. Bro. Yes. It's Plant like the seed. And then boom, now, if they reply to you, you're in DMS, you're now mm-hmm. in their DM where you, which is the most like the most close you can be to them on social media, you're messaging back and forth, you're building like a semi friendship. Once that little bit of trust is built, like a couple messages back and forth, one month from now, you do that for a month, like engage with them authentically to that sell is, is more than likely going to go through, or at least, you know, they're more than likely to use you when they need you. Um, but that's a huge one. Um, I have a perfect story for that. Okay. Let's hear it. And it's a good and bad story because this is when I first this is when I first started. And this is when I got pushed over on a price, but this is also how I landed a Koenigsegg client. Okay. Oh shit. Yes. So this is it's like this is really cool. So um at the time <clears throat> there's a private car event and they were having it at a uh, like a small airport, uh small mm-hmm. private airport. And it's invite only. Well, I sneak in. And it's like, it's a debut day of this dude's uh, two cars out of his two private collections, his Ferrari Enzo and his Koenigsegg CCXR, which is one of five in the world. And so like, I know if you know this about car shows and if you're, if you're a true car dude, you will understand what I'm about to say. When, when you approach these guys that own these rare cars, the number one thing that they do not want to talk about is the following. Man, how fast does the car go? <laughs> Why'd you buy this one over the Bugatti? You know, or like, you know, how fast have you gone in or how much horsepower does it make? They don't want to talk. No, like you're a noob. And like, they, like, if you observe, like literally if you go to a car show and you observe these high-end exotic guys and they have these kids walk up to them, you can see that they'll look back at each other and, like okay here we go and here we get another one so what i did was is like i show up to this event i sneak in and um i have no idea who owns these cars these two cars and they're sitting side by side of each other everybody's just kind of walking around taking pictures and everything and i'm just kind of like looking at the adults and trying to figure out who's who and you know everybody starts walking around kind of these other cars and there's there's this woman and this other woman talking and she keeps saying this one man's name. And so I hear them talking about like food and going out to dinner and dogs and stuff like that. So I immediately just kind of like migrate in her area. And um, I just kind of just like started a conversation with her about dogs and like dinner and like, what's your favorite restaurant? Or like, oh yeah, we love Korean barbecue and stuff like that. And um, I meet her husband who owns the cars. We're not even talking, like, I'm not even looking at the cars. I'm thinking, like, cool, like, or, you know, like, I don't even know what the car is or whatever. Just, like, kind of playing it off, like, nonchalantly, like, cool. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, like, it was really great meeting you guys today. I'd love to, like, go to dinner with y'all or something. That'd be so much fun. I'd love you to meet my wife, Lauren. And, like, it would be just really cool to, you know, hang out with you guys. It was a pleasure meeting y'all. Well, so we go to dinner and, you know, me and this guy and his wife and my wife were just, like, all chatting and hanging out. Well, meanwhile, the guy that he brought, one of his best friends, owns a Bugatti. So I'm literally having a dinner with 
a guy that owns a Bugatti, a guy that owns a, a Koenigsegg and a, a Ferrari Enzo. And I, they don't have a clue who I am. <laughs> so it's like, uh, Hey, you know, like I personally train and, you know, I just started this detailing business da, 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 and I really did like, you know, I'm probably four yeah. to six months in uh-huh. and, uh, at the, the dinner, um, the guy with the Koenigsegg, he's like, Hey man, you know, uh, why don't you come over this Saturday? And I, I'd like you to have, uh, do one of, do one of my other cars first. Uh, cause he mm-hmm. had like a daily driver of a Corvette ZR1. And he's, he's like, why don't you come over and what, you know, we'll start on the Corvette and, you know, just we'll kind of go from there. And I'm like, okay, great. This is the mistake. So I go over there, I get there extra early. I always try to arrive about 30 minutes early so I can like have everything nice and set up. So like when he, when I text him like, Hey, I'm ready to go that he walks outside, everything's nice and laid out. It looks super professional. It doesn't look like, you know, towels are folded in the box. (laughs) Everything looks nice and clean and ready to rock. Mm-hmm. so uh he comes out there and he's like hey so how much and i'm like um well uh if you let me take care of all the cars i'll you know if you let me take care of your collection and you just let me be your guy um you know i usually because at the time i think i was charging like 100 or 125 mm-hmm. a car and like these cars are like spotless museum kept you know like there might mm-hmm. be a little bit of grass in the some maintenance detail pretty much maintenance details and i was just like hey you know um how's 85 bucks sound cash and he's like boom great thanks awesome and then you know like then you know and about every three months just and this is to your point about dropping that seed in their dm mm-hmm. or like you know you know, reaching back out to them, I think is big key too, or like, you know, engaging with Follow them ups, again. Man. Yeah. Even yeah. if they don't engage back, just engage with them again. Like, man, Hey, I saw your car at cars and coffee. It looked great or whatever. And like, mm-hmm. even if they don't say anything, whatever. Well, I would always pitch it to him. I'm like, Hey, when are you going to let me work on the egg? When do I get to wash the Koenigsegg? You know, when yeah. do I get to wash the Enzo? Like, Hey, you know, when are you, when are you going to take it out? And, uh, it took two years but I finally got to wash the egg and it was like, Hey, you got 45 minutes with her. I was like, Oh oh my God. Like, (laughs) you know, and at the, at the time, bro. And like, I think this is a big, uh, a big, um, a big thing everyone should do too. Is like when you're going after these dudes that have cars like these, you need to know every detail of the car. I'm talking every button, switch, everything how to plug it back in where they don't have to do anything. That's what they're paying you for. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to get there and they're, and you're working on their $4 million Ferrari Enzo and you don't know how to work and you don't know how to yeah. uh, open the back engine hatch. This is not, you're not going to be, it's going to be the last, you know, it's got to know, it's got to know. That gives them anxiety. Show, oh yeah. Like, but when you show up and you're like, Boom, boom, clan shells open, eggs open. Oh, I got all the stuff draped off. They're like, whoa. You yeah. know, it's just like, I got That's to do the egg. And, I got to do, and yeah, you got to do it. I got Go locked in at that. I got locked in at that 85 for life, dog. I couldn't get, I mean, he, he wouldn't let me go up. He was like, too good at business, wasn't he? <laughs> and yeah, I was just like, fuck. And then he got another Koenig segment. And I was like, oh man, like my like, dude, I'm locked into life. And then finally, I was just like, I've gotten so busy, I don't even go wash anymore. So I was like, yeah. well. And every time I get over there, you and this is a reoccurring thought, and I know that you guys think about this. You get over there, you've locked them in, you're doing the work, and you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> i'm doing all this i'm making 85 and the one that i do after this is like a forty thousand dollar camry and i'm gonna make 150 i'm like oh my god you know you're just like pissed the whole time Dude, that's some true shit right there though yep. like i want to take a break from the episode really quick and tell you about something that is now available to the detailing industry and it's now available to you to join and it's called the detail community and what it is is it's a full library of resources 
courses, lessons, trainings on how to either start, grow, or level up your business. doesn't matter what stage you're at. You can come view this at any time. You can come check this library out at whatever stage you're at within your business. You may be looking to uh, dominate your area online, how to rank on Google, or you're looking for proven sales strategies that, that will make your business more money or how to create a unique brand so that it stands out to your potential client. All of that plus some is included in this detail community. You get access to all of that and you get access to everything else that is added because new monthly content, new monthly trainings, lessons are coming out every month. And you're not going to want to miss out on all that because it's going to cut down that trial and error phase of doing business. It's going to cut out that taking years to succeed. I'm going to show you everything, everything that proven that is proven to work and everything that some of the top performing detailers are using within their business. And here's the coolest part. You get risk-free. You can try it risk-free for 30 days for only $1. After that, you get a founding member rate of only $27 per month, and it's never going to go up. You're grandfathered in at that founding member rate of $27 a month, and you get access to everything now and everything that is, that is available in the future. Here's something else that you get. You get the community aspect of it. Detailers are joining every day and you get access to them. You get to connect with them, have them in your corner to ask questions, in-depth questions and get in-depth answers back. And you get to share your wins and your action plans with them so you can hold each other accountable. That's what's so cool about this. And you can try it risk-free for 30 days for only $1. And then after that, your founding member rate of only $27 a month. So I definitely recommend joining this is going to be huge for your business, huge for you personally, and we can't wait to see you inside. All you have to do to join is go to thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join, or if you're listening on Apple, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, the link will be in the show notes. Again, it's thedetailcommunity.com forward slash join. Everybody, anybody who has been in business for a minute has had those clients to where it's like, you did it for cheap. You wanted to win them. You knew they had a collection. It's like, and then whenever you start getting better at business and like, you know, now that clients are going to come in. Cause at that time you're like, fuck, I got to get some clients. Like, you know, oh, and, yeah. and the that's content alone that that created. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, it put me in the stratosphere of everybody else. It's like, <laughs> it's like, this kid's working on Koenigsegg year one. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> For real. So, but once you get to that point, it's like you get better, you get more people coming in and then you're like, fuck bro, I've got to break it to this dude that like, I got to go up. Like prices have went up. It actually went up three years ago, but I just kept you there, you know, but that is a shitty feeling actually. Um, And that's a hard conversation to have that like, unless everybody should do though. Like that's a good one. It's Mm -hmm. reps. It just takes reps. I mean, like you're going to be, I mean, that's why like, I'm a firm believer in like, you know, going to those, those mechanic shops or those high end, you know, places mm-hmm. that you can, that need our services that they are, you know, cause they've got some trash ass guy that's, you know, like that's their trash dude. That's, you know, vacuuming the seats or stuff like that, but like, they don't need to have anybody that's doing the work. So there's so much opportunity out there. Just don't get yourself locked into a small spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that comes down to like branding too. Like, yo, when you create a good brand and you um, have like a good business model, you have those systems, you have those structures, like clients, like better clients anyway, they know like price goes up. Like they, they know that inflation happens. They know that like, you're the pro, like they trust that. Or you've gotten better. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm using better equipment. I'm using better supplies. I have mm -hmm. a better facility. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, where do they where do they think that money's coming from? You know, the client's paying for it. I know it's like a, a sad way to put it, or a, <clears throat> it's looked at negatively. Like the word sell, like that's a bad word, but it's like takes money. Like business takes money to to stay open. Like, where is that coming from? It's coming from you, you know. But and the good clients. That's why I always say, like, what you build your business on now is what you're doing in two years. So if like you're building your business on better clients, those better clients know that that happens. Like they know they're along the ride. They know that like price is going to go up just like gas goes up. They know it's coming. They're willing to pay it and they respect it. So like the client, those people that you're spending that time, like you have, say you have eight hours in a day, you just spent four of it dealing with a client that you know is never going to return and and they're never going to respect your prices in the future. 
that's a waste of time. You could just be spending that four hours getting out there, networking, like we were talking about, or like you're not making that money right now, but that payout in the future is going to be far more than what you get paid that for that four hours from that client. That's never going to be there again. I, I love watching uh, what detailers do online when the weather's bad. <laughs> I like to observe that because this is what this is. This is because dude, that's, that's prime time network time. Mm -hmm. No one's For working real. unless you got a shop. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I tell, I tell my circle of dudes or like anybody that reaches out to me, that's like, you know, wanting to get better. I tell them like, if the weather's bad and you're working you in your shop is your home or whatever, or if you're mobile only, then you better go somewhere that you can learn something. Be working on your craft when you can't work on your craft. That means, yep. hey, you're watching 40 hours of YouTube of like, you know, all the chemical guys, cool little like, you know, beginner stuff that they did. Yeah. Learn how to do paint correction. Watch Go get you a hood right? at yeah. a scrape a, a, a scrapyard and start buffing on a hood and mm -hmm. at somebody's place or go to a paint and body shop and ask those mm -hmm. guys like, hey, how do you wet sand and stuff like that? It's like you there's opportunity everywhere. And like there's no reason why you should sit on your ass, especially if you're the owner. Yeah. How bad do you want it? Like that's, that's the goes back to that employee employer. Like, you know, the money's great. Like that outcome what is this. What's the saying? Like that out, uh, the outcome is like, not for everybody. Like no, not everybody deserves the outcome, but it's the people who made it through the process to get to that outcome is, is who deserves process. it. Like, so it's like that process, man, you got to enjoy it too. But like, you got to put that work in and it's like, how bad do you really want it? And like, if you're, if you are really just starting, or if you're thinking about starting, or if you've been in business for five years, like, yo, if you're looking at it, you're like, man, I really just don't feel like going on those rainy days. Like, consider doing something else because like, yo, there's going to be a new guy that starts every day in detailing. That's the thing. That is the pro and the con of it is like, you don't, it does not require a college degree. It doesn't even require a uh, high school diploma. You know, it doesn't require shit. How much did you start your business with? You know, like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, you know? Um, I think you could, I, I think it was, uh, I got a credit card and mm -hmm. I put 1900 bucks on it. Because yeah. I bought like I got on like detailed image and I bought like the, things you probably didn't need at the time. Yeah, I, I bought a big Rupes, a small Rupes, and then I bought <laughs> like a pressure washer and all the chemical guys stuff to start with. And then like I look up, I'm like, okay, I have like seven items for like nine. <laughs> and then you you start learning like, hey, you can't be going to Walmart and buying your stuff. You're you get yeah. raped on price, and you know mm -hmm. it's just like this learning curve, you know that you've that you've got to be like. I'll say it to like everybody that's watching and listening, like, dude, there's so many good people in this community. All you got to do. And I think like as men, we are taught or something, how it's ingrained that we're not supposed to ask for help. Like you have no idea how many people will spend hours on their phone talking to you about how mm -hmm. they can help you or just simple little ideas, you know, that you can do. So yeah, 100% man. Don't like, be afraid to ask for help. And that's the thing too, is like that repetition thing. It's like you, even if you're an introvert, like there's times where I feel like I could just care less to talk to somebody, you know, but like, even if you're an introvert, like pushing yourself past that point of, of, um, getting out of your comfort zone, even if it's to talk to someone asking them for help, or if it's going out and networking with somebody, um, you know, getting that, that, that rep, those reps in like asking or talking to people, um, get you better at it. Like, you know, we're, we're probably not the best podcasters right now or the best, uh, talking right now, but it's like, I can guarantee you in one year, I'm going to be great at it because I'm doing, I'm going to do it every yep. day or, or not every day, but like when I schedule it to do it, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, yep. I'm going to do it regardless if I feel like it, because I'm gonna get those reps in. It's the same sure. for everything. It's like you going out and networking and you, you asking for help, you're going to get better at asking for help. And the, the answers that you get is going to make your business better. So it's, or the going out and networking, those people that you meet, it's going to benefit your business better. So yep. it just, it all depends. Like you just really have to ask yourself, like, yo, how bad do I want it? Do I want to be an employee or an employer? Um, because, you know, if, if you're not hitting the areas that your com competition is not, you're going to fall, you're going to fall in the ranks and you're going to be the one that does not get the clients. And you're going to wonder why you're not getting calls when um, you should be busy, you know, because you may stay busy for three weeks, 
and you think you're rolling on a everybody's had that feeling you're like bro my schedule's full to book three weeks out like i'm you know I, everybody's pay you know i've got these uh high-end services on my schedule like and then you you hit the week that's like bro where the where the fuck is everybody like why is my phone not ringing you know that was that's something that you should have been doing a year ago that's that's the buildup of it is you know what you do six months ago is how you fill your schedule six months from now um getting i had a uh i had a really terrible manager when i was a, a personal trainer at lifetime and but one of the greatest things that he taught me was you're always thinking three days out uh and three weeks out so like okay. what does your next three days look like and then what does the next three weeks look like so it's like build out the next three days or whatever and then you know start looking at like you know who could i put you know that i did this week because in training, it's like you're trying to get the amount of sessions out of them. So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, where can I put you in there where I can get some more sessions out of you? Um, but yeah, I mean, you're always looking three days ahead. Guaranteed. Yeah, 100 percent. It's it's I think we've all been there, like to where it's like, you know, especially if you're new, if you're starting like, yo, there's going to be times where it's so inconsistent because you don't have enough people that you're reaching. You don't have enough people that know about you yet. So like mm -hmm. you may fill your schedule really quick um up front but there's going to be weeks where it's like nobody's calling like because you don't know enough people you're not getting that reach um but i would advise like yo that time like you said like rainy days or if you don't have your schedule full yo, go hit the ground running and it go takes more something yeah percent yeah go go uh you were talking about chemical guys like i think like you don't use it now probably and and like it's too expensive for one and the products you you know they may not be the greatest compared to like for a detail like a professional but right and they get a lot of hate like they have some it, of the greatest educational pieces bro, on there yes 100 like, they're selling a product started. yeah I, that's how Absolutely. i started yeah, yep. I, I watched their their i think it's a 10-step process from literally washing claim correcting mm -hmm. to coding to everything i watched that and then like probably the first three years of me starting that's mm -hmm. what I would send to everybody that wanted to get in the business. I'm like, Hey, if you really, if you want to come work for me, I need you to watch these videos. So at least yeah. you understand what's going on. Like, dude, those guys are great at that. Dude. It's like, you, that's another big thing. It's like, it's a semi off topic, but chemical guys gets a, t get a ton of hate within like the forums and like the industry as a whole from the professional side. But it's like, if you click, I click on, I do one click, I click on their profile, the person that's hating. And I'm like, bro, you should be taking notes from this company. Chemical you guys got is, six likes, dog. Bro, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like you, you should be taking notes on a company like Chemical Guys because it's just like detailing. They have a product that they're selling. And they're pushing it hardcore. Their branding is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Not, I don't, I, I don't do what. No, they're phenomenal. They're oh, everywhere. They're it's, Walmart. Bro, it's, everywhere. It's freaking. It's nuts, man. It's like for a D. If say if you were say their product was detailing, like say you're offering detailing and it was selling like they're selling, bro, you'd be through the roof. So Killing take advice it. from their branding. Like I'm looking at your profile and I'm like dog you're not you're hating on them because you're keeping a closed mind but take the things that they're offering that are great and it put them to use in your business like mm -hmm. i don't hate chemical guys by no means i don't use them i don't think the products are the greatest but boy do they sell it like it is and that's the thing it's selling it like it is because they're everywhere they're pushing content probably when they don't feel like it but they're pushing it they're running it like a business so i think everybody in the industry that is hating on a company like that you're not looking at it the right way. Cause when mm -hmm. I look at something, I look further than if the product is great. Like their coding is probably not compared to some, but it's, you know, I'm looking at their brand and I'm like, yo dude, but they're killing it on branding and they're probably selling quadruple the amount oh of God, some of these professional great products. I'd love to know what they make. Dude, it's, I, you know, I saw this thing to where um, Jiffy Lube, I think actually owns or chemical guys owns Jiffy Lube or Jiffy Lube owns chemical guys. Don't quote me 100%. Look it up after this, but I'm pretty certain I heard that. It's kind of nuts. Wow. Dude, just destroying it. If that's the case, it's like you, that's a company you should look up to. It's a billion dollar company. Dude, I used to look, you know, what's the uh, Masterson's, Greg Masterson? You ever see, mm -hmm. see him? Yep. Dude, I remember in high school, like whenever I was detailing out of my Toyota Camry. I love um, his videos. 
Pro, yes. Do you ever watch him back then? So energetic. He engages Dude, you right away. Crazy, bro. Like, you know, and I mean, then again, like, yo, there's things that like, I don't look at him. I'm like, you know, he may not be the most professional every now and then. It's like, bro, dude's branding. That's all he is. He gives all his hate, but I'm like. And then he made branding. his own, then he made his own yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. And because he was a, like, that's the thing is like, people hate on him because it literally, it is maybe the same product, the same chemical, not sure what it is. Don't really care either. Um, Everyone does market, it. Yeah. It's like, bro, that all, yeah, exactly. It's all coming from the same source. It's a batch chemical. You relabel it. Who's going to brand it the best. And then that's the person who gets the sale. Um, but that's the same up. with ceramic coatings, dudes. I'm just telling you, dude. Yeah. When you're looking at a wheel coating, you're looking at a glass coating, you're looking at the other coating. It's yep. the same. And if it's not, it's the same as some, like there may be three different bulks. Somebody's using the same one. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's, it's crazy, man. But um, yeah, I, I remember watching Greg Masterson, like whenever I was in high school and like, I would learn from that dude's videos and like people hate on him because they say like he copied and created his own but it's like bro he was the face so like what are you gonna do when you invest that much time doing that as your career you just gonna go like become a welder no you still yeah, do you the created that brand i'm just gonna make yeah, my own bro. brand and like this is the way yeah. i would do it it's exactly man it's like what else that am i gonna do bro i'm at a grown-ass man that has put this much time into this company i'm not gonna go do something else i'm gonna go better myself but also do the same thing that i just put this much time into it's like mm-hmm. People get wrapped up in that um, what what they think is bad, but it's they're not looking at it at the right angle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Dude's a goat, though, in my opinion. Like, I've been around 100%. for a minute. It's like, yeah, I look at like all these goats in the industry. It's like, bro, I remember when I was in high school watching these. You know, like before you, I mean, it wasn't like before YouTube was big, but like it ain't nowhere near like what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, like the video quality was maybe great then but like just that was when it was like just so new and those dudes who put that time in there it's like they're the goats man they're running multi-million dollar companies now for m-o-n-y-c you know yeah guys another one probably one of my favorite guys is kevin brown who what is that one uh kevin brown he's the guy uh i think he's he's mcguire's main guy but I think he's, I think his name is like the buff daddy or whatever, but I think okay. he's Rupes is like one of his um, really funny, crazy stories. I, I called, uh, I got like somebody's contact info to like fix a part on my Rupes mm-hmm. and I'm, and it was Kevin Brown that I was talking to. I was like, what? I'm like, like the, <laughs> like the dude, like, this is like him. I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then he was like, dude, you can change out the the cord that you can make it like this cord. I'll teach you how to do it. And I'm like, I'm talking to, wait, hold on. I, <laughs> I watch you. Like, it was so crazy. I was like, no way. I just got Kevin Brown's number. It's crazy that like those people are like rock, like they're not famous, but they're rock stars within our like, their industry. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. bro. It's like they are famous in a way, you know, mm-hmm. like Jeremy Stevens, like uh, Sean Supply. Oh, see, yeah, like, yeah, yeah bro that dude is like you ever watch like his come up like how he he started his brand and whatnot like they were in like trade shows him and his son like selling their um you know these like freshly labeled products that he probably had like 10 in this truck that was it you know now he's Mm -hmm. like two shops side by side um selling to everybody i think he's in like the uk now some crazy shit man it's crazy so that's it for this episode. This is part two of a three-part series with Trevor at the Detail Lab, Texas. Uh, Trevor's a super cool dude, and you should have got a lot of information from him from this episode. Um, if you have not watched part one of this three-part series, go ahead and check that out. Um, and stay tuned for part three that is coming up to end off this series with Trevor. <laughs>